Hey there, our family, how we doing? It is always a joy to bring the word to you. I'm, ex- I'm especially excited about what is happening in our church on Zoom here in Brisbane and also a church on Zoom in the Middle East. Massive shout out to Dubai. I know you're all tuning in and watching us and joining on the Zoom. So it's pretty exciting what God is doing. But what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about, uh, I, think, I think we know for a fact that the way we're doing church, the way we're doing life, the way we're doing, uh, not just here in Australia, but around the world, uh, we, ha- we have what we call a global pandemic. And I want to pull up uh, a few things uh, with this because I think we, we understand that. I think if you've studied history, we know that uh, this is not the first pandemic that the, the world has faced, but this is probably the first pandemic that we have faced. Uh, and there's a lot of challenges that come with it. And, and, and so this is definitely the most broadcasted pandemic. This is the most highlighted. If, you, if I want to go on the edge, it's probably the most marketed uh, pandemic. But whichever we, we, we look at it, we, I want to identify a few things because the first thing we notice with this pandemic is that there's an element of scarcity. There's an element of short supply. Uh, based on the country you're in, uh, you know, there's an element of what is less and what is lacking, shortage in food, shortage in uh, basic appliances and things like that. There's also an element where the market has changed. Uh, uh, you know, commercial leases and commercial buildings, and I think even it's affecting the home market, the housing market. The market has changed. Rent prices are being considered. Some In some places, it's being dropped. Uh, but also, I think the biggest is even there's an element of, of what we call a plague because people's health is being affected. So we've got We've got scarcity, we've got an element of a famine there, we've got a bit of a recession happening, we've got a bit of health scares. And when you have this sort of stuff, where do you go? Obviously, you, you get the information you need to get, but the news is not the source where you go to. Where you go to is into the Word of God. Uh, you go into the Scriptures, and so whenever I get hit with anything, be it uh, in life, in relationship, in finances, in marriage, uh, with health, uh, I hear the facts that lie around me, but at the same time, I got to also go to the truth that is found in God's word. And what I love about the Bible is the Bible is an uncensored book. Uh, it's not it's not strawberry scented, uh, fairy dust with Disney princesses running around. It's 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 you know it's the real deal. It's uncensored. There's been murders. There's been affairs. There's been separations. There's been warfare there's been famines there's been fires there's been flood there's been starvation there's been people being uh relocated to a different country for the purposes of war the bible's full of all this and here's the thing we got to take comfort in the fact that not that not just the the bible talks about it but the fact that the, the this reality affected the unrighteous and the righteous the fact that this affected the godly and the ungodly because sometimes as god's children we can sort of go why is this affecting me well when we look at the scripture it really affected everybody but here's the amazing part when i was studying what i did uh this week was i was studying uh on on some of the famines and some of the uh some of the epidemics and all the sort of stuff that people faced and i noticed that god's children did not just survive but god's children thrive during the season Uh, And and what I want to do this morning is I want to pull up a few principles and I'm calling this message principles in a plague, principles in a plague. Uh, I want to pull some principles from we're going to look at four different scenarios in the Bible where there was a famine or some sort of a situation. And uh, unfortunately, due to the lack of time, I'm literally going to give you a paraphrased version of each story. But the, the references will come up on the screen. And I'd encourage you in your own free time to look it up and read it up and get a bit more deeper appreciation of the story. 
the first the first famine so we are starting in genesis the bible the bible stories begun but the very first famine we find is in genesis chapter 12 so the first obviously we had a flood before that with noah but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about uh what people did during that so genesis chapter 12 12 chapters in we have our first famine and this is what it says genesis chapter 12 verse 10 it says now there was a famine in the land and abram went down to egypt wait, wait a minute the word the word that the fact that the bible uses the word famine and abraham in the same sentence confuses me because how many of you know when we say abraham like there's blessings there's righteousness there's you know promise upon promise i will bless you a thousand generation i mean if you've been a kid's church we studied about father abraham father abraham had many sons many wait a minute that's macarena but but the, but the song you know many sons and father abraham i'm one of them so are you so let's just praise the right hand left hand i would always get the hands mixed up but here's my point my point is this that if Abraham went through this, that Abraham went through a famine, Abraham went through poverty, Abraham went through crises. Yeah. But I love it because it says, now there was a famine in the land and Abraham went down to Egypt. I love the Bible's posture to a famine. It's not even like there was a famine and Abraham was sobbing about it. There was a famine and they were disturbed about it. I like how Abraham just sort of does what he needs to do. He just gets up and goes. He's like, I need to be proactive. There's a crisis that's just affecting, that's not just affecting the neighborhood, that's also affecting us. And I'm going to be wise and I'm going to be proactive in what uh, I'm going to do. And I love his attitude, but the Bible actually goes on to say, and this is a part that I can't really read too much because it's quite a bit potion. But it actually says that Abraham goes to Egypt and he's on a date. It's date night. He's having date with his wife on a date night. Sticky date pudding cake on a date night. And, 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 and he puts it on Instagram. The king of, a bit, bit paraphrase, just slightly. The king of Egypt sees his wife on Instagram, likes that post, keeps liking it a few more times, goes on a profile and sort of, you know, like, who is this girl? The Bible actually says he, he gets attracted to this lady. And, and all sorts of things happen. But the amazing part in that whole story is that it says that, and God protected Abraham. Here's what I'm trying to say. Here's my first point. If you're taking notes in the middle of a plague, hold your family close. When you're going through a crisis, one of the areas that you're going to be attacked is in your relationships. Hold your families close. And in fact, I've been hearing from people in our world. I've also actually been hearing from pastors uh, and even in, even in ministry sometimes, you know, well, you can just be doing your own thing and you're doing your job. They're doing their job. Now we're all stuck up at home. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, wow. I didn't know we had, we didn't see things the same way. And it's pretty interesting during this time. And if I can encourage the wives I know this is a difficult time for everybody, but I want you to know that this is a difficult time, especially for your husband. I want to encourage you to be the greatest cheerleader at home. Cheer him on because right now he's feeling like he's not worth anything. I want you to become his greatest cheerleader. I want to give a message to the husbands. Husbands, I want you to love your wife. I want you to hold her close. I want you to, in fact, this is what I want you to do. I want you in the season. This is what I've been telling myself. God, I'm in love, but I'm saying, God, I want to fall in love. You know what falling in love is like you're tripping over, you know, you're, you're stumbling upon. I want to fall in love with Leah again. I want to fall in love like I've never been before. I don't want to tell, take a moment to say this just to the husbands. I know this is not a relationship talk, but just, just, just a little detour here. I don't know if you know this, men, your wife has changed and you're like, yeah, she, she has. She has changed. She wasn't what I thought. This is not what I purchased from the supermarket. She has changed. No, no, no. Your wife, let me tell you, your wife has changed in the sense 
I remember many years ago, I sort of thought I'd figured Leah out. I was like, yeah, I know your favorite color. I know your favorite food, but can I tell you, Leah's favorite color is changing. Her favorite food is changing. I mean, her eyes are changing. I mean, it's all changing all the time. And here's the thing. Your wife is created in the image of God, and she is someone that you want to cherish. She's someone that you want to discover. It's an ongoing journey. I was reading, I was reading this um, fact the other day, to- talking about the industries that have dropped and the industries that have risen. And unfortunately, one of the industries that have risen during this time is the porn industry because people have now gone from free porn to subscribing to porn, literally like getting a Netflix subscription. And can I just, just, just take a moment and, 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 just, just, and just tell every person, like maybe you're struggling in this area, can I say that is not where you find love. During the time of this pandemic, don't, don't fill your cup with those sources because there is no life in it. There's no sustenance in it. In fact, there's more danger in it. Uh, if, you are a, if you're a teenager, if you're a young adult, if you're a son, if you're a daughter, I want you to, in this season, honor your parents because they're doing the best job that they, they, they practically can. Sometimes you're like, why is this happening? Why am I stuck at home? Why? They have never been through a pandemic just like yourself. And, and during this time, hold your family close. If you are single, you know, we've got people in our church, we've got people in our world in, in Dubai where they can't go out of their homes. So they literally have to send a text to a certain number and they get a permit to go out for an hour in a week or something like that. So we've got people that are unmarried, single, in their homes. And sometimes the only humans they're seeing is some of us on Zoom. Uh, If that is your case, can I say there is a person in your world, there's a person in your room and his name is Jesus. Hold him close. He is your family. And you might be like, I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship, but there is still something in this for you during this time. Let's up the relationship game. Be it our marriage, be it our friends, be it our girlfriends, our boyfriends, our fiancés, be it our parents, be it Jesus. Let's up the relationship game. The second famine I want to look at. So we've got Abraham and the next guy we've got is Isaac his son. So just imagine the Bible, we've had another famine, just the very next generation. Genesis 26 verse 1, it says, now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. Verse 2, and the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land where I tell you, stay in this land for a while. I will be with you and bless you. For to you and descendants, I will give all the land and will confirm what I promised to your father Abraham. So Abraham's son, Isaac, he is going through life Another famine hits. I do not know what, what, what kind of famine it is. It's a shortage and everything. And he goes, what did daddy do? Daddy went to Egypt. And so he's planning to do that. And all of a sudden, God says, I don't want you to do that. I think there's a word of wisdom there. I find the greatest danger in life is when we try to do what everybody else is doing. I mean, this whole toilet paper epidemic started with one person <laughs> buying 5,000 toilet papers. The next thing you know, one person's like, you know, maybe I need to buy it. Then the next thing you know, another person needs to buy it. And then, and then someone's like, and some people did not need toilet paper. Like, but if everybody else is buying it, then I got to buy it. And we all jump on the bandwagon. Can I say this time, don't just follow what is trending. Follow the leading of God. Isaac had a word from God. Isaac had a promise from God. God said to Isaac, I know your dad did that and that was good for him. I know your neighbors are probably doing that. But I literally want you to stick through and stay planted during this pandemic. I want you to buy into this moment. And and, and even, even, can I just say, don't make a permanent decision that's going to cost you in the next season. Don't make unwise decisions now sporadically that'll cost you because check out what, what happens in verse 12. The same year, the same chapter, it says Isaac planted crops in that land. Which land? The land that had the pandemic, the land that had the plague, the land that had the famine. And the same year reap what a hundredfold. Let's work that out. 
So I put in five bucks, I get back 500 that same year. I put in 50 bucks, I get back 5,000. I put in 500 bucks, I get 50,000. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is a hundredfold. Uh, you know, this is what God is, this is what I feel God is telling to us. Don't chase the blessing, be planted in my blessing and the blessings will follow you. And it's almost like God gave Isaac a promise in the middle of his poverty and then led to his prosperity. Uh, with that, I want to talk about, I believe the reason why, he's my second thought, I sort of jumped into it, but my second thought is this, have a growth mindset. The reason why Isaac saw such level of explosion was because there was, there was a level of saying that, you know what, I'm going to believe, and, and here's, the, here's what I'm trying to say, if you think you're going to shrink back, you're going to shrink back. If you think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ex, ex, you're gonna see you're gonna see an increase, you're gonna see an increase. Even in our own journey as a church, we are seeing what I call a modern day Zoom revival, where people are just—it's just amazing. In fact, this week, the last two weeks actually, I've had other churches reach, lean into us, and say, "Hey, can you share a bit of all like we we're working this out ourselves?" But that's powerful. But you know, one of the things I've heard one pastor say is, "When you cannot grow upwards, grow sideways." If you cannot grow upwards, you're complaining, or oh, the market is dull, it's not happening. If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you cannot grow the way you anticipated to grow this year, grow sideways. Find another way, find another space to grow. Here's my third thought, principles in the middle of a plague. The third thought is this, find relevance in rejection. So if you've got Abraham, you've got Isaac, then we've got Jacob, Sort of like Jacob gets a bit older, but Jacob has a son called Joseph. Joseph and Jacob shares a famine. They share a famine. And what do I mean by that? Joseph grew up in a house that, you know, he was accepted by his dad, but he was rejected by his brothers. From, the, from, the, from his childhood, they would bully him. They would boss him around. In fact, there's a pretty bad situation in the Bible where they literally try to, try to kill the guy and they say he's not even worthy to be killed. You know, it's a bad day when people hate you and don't want to kill you. And so they say, let's make a sale out of him. So they sell him because like, let's, let's make a sale out of him. Let's take a profit out of our pain. And they sell him. He goes into slavery. He gets falsely accused, gets thrown into prison. So you got to understand, Joseph's been going through this for 16 years. It's six, that whole timeline is 16 years. He's going through rejection. He's going through betrayal. He's going through being bullied. He's going through being accused. But the moment... A recession hits all of a sudden his gifting takes him from the prison to the palace here's my point my point my point is maybe all the rejection I know there's people watching me right now that you felt rejected but maybe this is the season where you're gonna find your relevance you're gonna find your relevance is there a certain skill is there a certain gifting that you can maximize on I hear a lot of people say things like man I always wanted to play the guitar I always want to learn how to play the keys well is this the time to invest into that gift is this the time to be writing that songs and you know I'm maybe gonna be the next best-selling artist but is this the time where you're gonna just work and hone that gift you might feel rejected by many people but is this the time where you're gonna find your relevance it's pretty powerful number four and I think this is probably the most important point in all of these things as we study scripture we begin to understand one thing and that is we got to understand God's bigger purpose that's my fourth principle understand God's bigger purpose when 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 a situation like this happens globally it's a bit sobering because we all sort of realize that the world doesn't really revolve around us you know our world sort of revolves around us understandably but when something like this happens it's like 
Yeah, your travel plans are not that important. Your holiday wasn't that important. You know, your work wasn't all that. Like, you know, it's a bit sobering. It's a bit humbling. Uh, you know, you know, you know, all those things that you thought were big. You got to understand that we are significant in the hands of God, but we are a piece of the significant picture that God is painting. You got to see yourself part. This is a great time to have an understanding that you're part of the package of what God is producing. And so this is what I'm trying to say. I'll try to explain. This is sort of intertwined between the last famine that I shared about, Joseph's famine, and this is attached to the next famine that I'm going to talk about, which is the plague that Moses faced. When Joseph and his family went into Egypt, they went in as a small family. But when God, God called them out of Egypt, they came out of it as a nation. Could it be that God is redistributing and re-energizing and reprogramming and rebuilding small mindsets and small situations to think big? And I say this even as a church. I think even globally, our churches, we have done church the way we have known it's been done for hundreds of years. And all of a sudden, God has shuffled it because He's saying, I don't want you to just be Father Abraham and Father Jacob. I want you to be the children of Israel. You're a nation. The church is a nation. And sometimes it's moments like this that, that God needs and God uses to cause a shakeup to bring within us a big mindset. Let me tell you, in this season, God is readjusting resources. God is readjusting wealth. He's reallocating wealth. And it's pretty powerful. But keeping God... And let God do what God does best. But I want to identify the man that God used. And the man, his name was Moses. I begin to ask the question, in the middle of this plague, in the middle of this famine, in the middle of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, why did God choose Moses? He could have cho chosen anybody. I believe the reason why God chose Moses was because Moses grew up in the courts of Pharaoh. He was educated in the palace of princes. I don't know if you know this, there were probably, they say, around 1.5 million people that came out of Egypt that walked into the promised land. I don't know if you know this, but Moses was the only one who could read or write. If Moses did not know how to read or write, we would not have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And so God has a bigger picture of what he's producing. We would not have quarter of our Bible. We would not have context to our Bible. And God said, there's a generation that is yet to be birthed, that's yet to be seen. Could it be that God is causing a bit of a reset in our generation for a greater harvest for the next generation? But here's my point. I love the fact that Moses was found in the palace. That Moses, imagine if Moses said, this isn't my culture. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read and write. I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to study Egyptian uh, calligraphy. I'm not going to study. You know, imagine if Moses had that attitude. Here's what I'm trying to say. Could this be a season? Where maybe you need to study. You need to do a course. You need to get some upskilling. You need to get a certificate. Could this be that season? Maybe you're in a job. And you're like, how many of us have said, I've said it myself, man, I wish I took that major in school. I wish, you know, I wish I did not sleep in during that lecture. You know, you've gone to work and you've thought that, well, this is that opportunity to attend that lecture. This is that opportunity to get that skill. This is that opportunity to read more. What could it be that you can do during this season? We see one thing in the word. We see there's been a consistency of famines and floods and plagues and fires and all sorts of things. But here's the thing, there's also the consistency of God in the middle of that. God led Abraham, God led Isaac, God led Jacob, God led Joseph, God led Moses. And here's what I'm trying to say. The biggest person you want in your corner while we're facing a pandemic 
is Jesus. And I want to give an opportunity right now for people to receive Jesus. If you haven't received Jesus, can I say now is the time. It's as simple as saying a prayer as saying, Jesus, make yourself real to me. I put my trust in you. I put my, I put my faith in you. Uh, you are my hope. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. And here's the thing. On your screen is going to come up ways you can get in touch with us. If you have made that decision, comment, engage with us, send us an email. There's going to be people that will send you more instructions on what it is to receive Jesus. But here's what I want us to do. I want us to take a moment right now to pray. We're going to pray together and pray and believe that God's going to ignite hope in relationships. God's going to ignite uh, understanding and innovation and creativity in people. And God would cause His church and His people not to shrink back, but to expand. So Father, I pray right now for homes and for marriages. I pray that we would come out of this season more in love with each other. Like our relationships will go 10 notches up. I pray that our families will be united. Our relationships will be united. I pray, God, that our friendships will be stronger. I pray more than anything that our relationship with you would be deeper. And Lord, I pray for every person that feels confused, that feels a bit out of joint. I pray, God, that this would be the time where they would not shrink back, but that they would lean in and grow in the things of God. And I pray also for people maybe that, that have sort of never felt like they've been rejected, that they would find their relevance during this season. Lord, we give you all the glory in your name we pray amen 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 hey thank you so much for watching we just want you to know that we love you and we're praying for you and how amazing is it that we get to do this because you know you know what we say around here that there is no kingdom there's no distance in the kingdom of god god bless you